Hey, it's Outside the Box, looking forward to a better world. Today's topic is virus economics. For many, the U.S. economy is in a shambles. Millions out of work, businesses shuttered, rent overdue, inadequate health care, loans unpaid. How do we climb out of this economic hole with the least suffering and everyone able to meet their basic needs? Business as usual obviously won't work. The first small step is the trillions in economic stimulus packages, but that won't provide enough income for those who lost jobs and are now in debt. The package is a lot more than what was used for the 2008 recession, but the extent of economic damage 12 years ago pales in comparison to the current Trump virus crisis. I use his name instead of COVID-19 because he likes to have his name on everything. As I noted in a previous Outside the Box, all the inequalities in our economy have been magnified. Those doing the worst are most likely struggling the most now. Those doing well in the economy are usually not majorly affected, with some exceptions. Millions are coping with student debt, unable to pay rent or mortgage, not getting enough food or or struggling with some other financial hardship. Many are saying, hey, this isn't my fault. Why should I suffer? So, some are withholding rent, demanding that businesses keep workers if they can work safely, asking for paid sick leave, or resisting utility shutoffs or evictions. How do we get money to those who need it? Unemployment compensation can provide stopgap funds. The federal stimulus will send $1,200 to those with incomes under $75,000. But they're one time only, it seems. Clearly, this is peanuts compared to what most people need, and not everyone who needs those checks will even get them. Mutual aid and disaster relief are available to some. Mutual aid funds are wonderful and should be spent for those who need it, need it most. But the government is where the big money is. I hope we don't put too much faith in a federal government that has allowed a few to become fabulously wealthy, while over half struggle to make ends meet. I might have more faith if the government could pay for the stimulus with a massive wealth tax, and if it could raise minimum wages to a living wage. It could require wages without work for those laid off, or a universal basic income to ensure everyone has enough to live on. It could require public or worker ownership of any company getting a bailout or a cheap loan. Can we wipe the slate clean of all debts? Author Michael Hudson thinks so. In the article, A Debt Jubilee is the Only Way to Avoid a Depression. Hudson cites jubilee events in the Bible where ancient rulers declared a cancellation of all debts upon taking the, th- the throne. When the Trump virus wanes, suggests Hudson, the government 
can simply pay off lenders, banks, and credit unions the money owned by borrowers, leaving those borrowers free to earn and spend money. The economy would be churning again, not stumbling because most are forced to spend money primarily to pay off credit card, mortgage, rent, and other debts. Who will benefit and who will lose with the stopgap stimulus package? If you lost your job, the financial hole you're in will probably still be there, but a bit smaller. If you aren't impacted much, you might get an extra check or two. If you're a small business, you might get enough of a loan to keep the doors open. If you're a corporation, you can get a bailout or a no-interest loan to expand and swallow up your competition. If you're a democratic socialist, like Bernie Sanders, you might use the crisis to advocate for government ownership or oversight of businesses getting bailouts, or at least seats for workers on corporate boards of directors. The Green New Deal might look like a good plan for shovel or insulation-ready jobs projects. Cooperatives are struggling with the new abnormal about as much as everyone else, but worker-owned businesses and consumer-owned co-ops can lead the way in deciding how to reorganize after the virus crisis wanes. Some electric consumers are demanding, quote, utility justice, unquote, through community or government ownership of those utilities. One group, the Climate Justice Alliance, has advocated a five-point people's bailout. It includes a healthy and safe environment for all workers, economic relief for student, housing, health care, and other debts, prioritizing the needs of workers over those of employers, a regenerative economy which reduces climate catastrophe, and democratic elections that include mail-in ballots. Our globalized supply chains and just-in-time economy are like a set of dominoes that, once the first one fell, caused all the rest to come crashing down with it. It needs redesign, but not necessarily where each country makes its own everything. Local and national economies need to work together more cooperatively and especially less exploitively. Everything has changed and the Trump virus crisis is giving us all permission to think outside the box about how to solve these problems and create a new, better economy. Will we try something new, a grand social economic experiment, or go back to the same old economy that failed us in today's crisis? We can't depend on politicians to embrace such experiments, but a social movement demanding new approaches might force them to jump on a bandwagon. Which grand social experiments for our economy would you support? Would you work for those? And I'm Larry Danzinger, hoping we can wipe the economy slate clean and start over again.